Welcome to Valtteri Podcast, a podcast that is meant to be about Formula One, but actually isn't really about Formula One. We are in an alternate reality that's exactly the same as ours, but with one exception. A regulation change means that this Formula One season, a different wildcard team is added to every race on the calendar. This team is fully expected to finish last each week, and therefore does not have to abide by any of the rules laid out for other teams and is also provided for infinite funding. Each episode, we will meet the CEO of the team entering the upcoming race to understand how they've set up their team and how they've prepared for this one-off occasion. Interviewing them shall be your podcast host, Tim Borge, who is also the owner of this voice. Hello! For this weekend's race in the United States of America... We're joined by the leader of Subscribe to Work the Space, Jack Peachman. I have to acknowledge this before we start. A bit of a fanboy moment here. <laughs> um, in that I have been following you, uh, Jack Work the Space. Do I say your surname? Or oh, that I say that. So it's out there now, but it's Peachman. It's I'm the only now. person with my name in the world. It's a problem whenever a company wants to do a background check, but I'll just roll with it. I'll embrace it. We'll keep this hidden from any potential. Um, employers, just in case. Jack works <laughs> Um I've been a fan for a while. Um, for your football manager content in particular. Uh, recently, of the F1 manager content as well. You're a trail trailblazer, I dare say. Uh, I try to be. As a weird, I've been I've been doing it a decade, still going strong. Might be about to completely cancel my own career here, though. So we'll see what happens in the race. I I, I have my doubts there. Um, <laughs> Look, worst that can happen, if you get cancelled, we'll just find some Vidukas to raise and we'll all be good again. Exactly. That, that's a very niche reference. I'll be impressed if people get that at home. Very. That's just for you and me, and that's it. <laughs> but thanks for joining me. Uh, welcome to Valtteri Podcast, which is a name you're going to have to rate as a pun out of 10. I did wonder if it was a pun. I guess it's meant to be like Valtteri Bottas, but it's podcast. Oh... <laughs> Does it even work as a pun? I, like, Bottas podcast. As a pun, I'll rate it. I mean, in some ways, I, the worse the pun, the better. And it's so terrible because it doesn't even quite work. So maybe a nine. You know what? Normally, I'd be mad at people who give it a high rating because I recognize it's shit. But you've explained at least why you've given it a nine. <laughs> and I think you've sold me on your logic. <laughs> I look happy to give a high rating. I hope this is going to feedback rate later, right? Like you're going to approve all my ideas as well. Uh, yes. Uh, check the post later on. And <laughs> if the check's in there, you'll be good. Excellent. So uh, for the people who might not be aware of you, Jack, which I assume most people will be, of course, you are a YouTuber and Twitch streamer, football manager and Formula One manager now. So normally at this point, I'd ask what someone's interest in F1 is. We don't really need to go there with you, but I mean, if you want to like explain like how long you've been into it and stuff oh, like that. I've been watching F1 as long as I can remember. Like it, it was the one sport that when I was growing up, you know, in the age before the internet that the younger listeners might be more familiar with, like it's the only sport that was really on, on the regular, on the free TV channels in England. So every Sunday be watching that whilst having like Sunday roast. And it just became this sport that I kind of grew up watching. Obviously, right. it's not quite as accessible anymore as it was once upon a time, and the sport's changed a little bit over the years, but I've just always had this connection to it. It's a weird thing, though, where I remember when I first started tweeting about Formula One, when I first started doing content online, so I've been doing what I do now for 10 years, 
I was very selective about what I tweeted about, for example, on Twitter. So I would never mention F1. And then I remember I started tweeting about it maybe 2015 and people are like, you like Formula One? Like, it's like, yeah, I don't tweet about everything that I love on the internet. Yeah. It's like this weird thing where there's always the point. It's like, actually, people do kind of follow me because they want to know what I care about. So maybe I should mm -hmm. tweet more about what I care about. But obviously, like you mentioned, F1 managers come out now. I won't claim to be the most hardcore F1 viewer ever. I'm not someone who sits there with a notebook noting down every bit of racism and memorizing all the trivia, but I enjoy the spectacle and the kind of show f1 is yeah. i can absolutely relate to not wanting to tweet about it because at least these days uh f1 twitter is a weird place you say one we'll, bad we'll thing on about that they're all on you yeah <laughs> oh, you gotta be you really gotta tread carefully there is there a specific team like you followed all throughout your life or um i know you're I a williams manager now but um... yeah i've always had a soft spot for williams but to be honest i've always been more of a follower of drivers than teams I don't know right, if that's right, like okay. an unusual take in the Formula One world. I feel like maybe in the age of social media where people really latch on to personalities, it's maybe not so unique anymore. But with the rate at which you have driver turnover and team turnover as well in earlier years in Formula One, I always found it hard to kind of connect or relate or really latch onto a specific yeah, team. So yeah. it was more individual drivers. So for me, I always had a soft spot for Rubens Barrichello growing up. I feel like it was just the shadow that he existed in kind of at Ferrari was like one of my earlier memories. I always had a soft spot for the underdog. That's unexpected, but um, I rate that, to be honest. It's very much like almost the early noughties version of Bottas in a way. Yeah. In terms of the role he played. I get what you mean, though, as well, like latching onto drivers. Like recently I've ended up in this state of being a Yuki fan, other than a fan of any team. Easier to get attached to like, someone or something that way. My favorite thing about Yuki is when he came out and said, like, what does he want to do when he retires? And everyone else like, oh, I'll go drive in another series. And he's there going, yeah, I want to open a sushi restaurant. I, I just, I respect that. Like, there's some people who are in it with the talent and they're all driving. And then there's other people who it's just like, I just want to retire and have a nice quiet life after Formula One. Yeah, between that and his hatred of physical exercise, he is insanely relatable. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I want from a driver. Jack, as you'll be aware, uh, the premise here is that you are the leader of a wildcard team for this one-off race, the Circuit of the Americas. You have no financial or regulation-based restrictions placed upon you, so you can basically do whatever the hell you want. So I'm quite excited to start finding out what your team is going to be. You seem excited as well. You just did the I'm very, exci I'm very excited. I'm rubbing my hands together. I've got a master plan. I can't wait. We'll start with the basics, Jack. What name does your team have? Okay. Before I explain the team name, I have three objectives this weekend. Okay. Create chaos, prevent Red Bull winning a race, and self-promotion and clout. The self-promotion and clout is the most important one. We have yes. millions of people watching around the world. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So with that in mind, my team name is Subscribe to Work the Space. Ah, right. Good. You know, we're in America. It's all about social media influencers in America and money. So I'm just going to lead into that. Are we spelling that like the whole of work to space? Or it's the whole WTS? thing. In fact, we could have the URL at the end of it if possible. Then people accidentally click on it on the F1 website. Okay, yeah, we'll have the URL at the end or something like a hyperlink of sorts. <laughs> um, I read that. The first one was Create Chaos. The second one was, remind me? Uh, Stop Red Bull Winning. Ah, yes, of course. Um, the aim it's of everyone... It's boring when they win. Yeah, this is not a good year for it. 
No, I, I just want to endear myself to the F1 faithful. You know, they're going to be annoyed about the name and potentially my other shenanigans. But if we stop F ball winning, I feel like everything will be forgiven. Yeah, it's, it, it heavily compensates. I'd love to ask about the inspiration for the name, but you've very much answered that already. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I can ask, I guess, was there a reason initially you opted for the name Work the Space when you started your YouTube channel? Um, I, it's weird, right? I feel like people usually, you create your online presence and your, your first username is usually really crap and you hate it and you grow resentment towards your name. So I knew I wanted a name that was semi-memorable wasn't too wordy and also kind of loosely tied me to football because I was doing football manager at the time but wasn't so on the nose that it completely like blocked me into that kind of being the only thing I can do under that pseudonym um and work the space obviously it's just three syllables it's nice and simple I like to think it's fairly memorable and I I just I just thought sounds cool and whenever a commentator in any sport says work the space, people tag me on Twitter saying you've been mentioned, you know. So really, I'm just being, you know, advertised everywhere by commentators around the land. For a decision that you probably made aged like in your late teens, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, 18, 19. Clever, honestly. I, I, I wish I had Good detective work. Yeah. So to figure it out. Yeah, it was one of those weird, surprisingly good decision I made at that age amongst a sea of probably quite terrible ones. <laughs> So subscribe to Work the Space. We're bringing that to the circuit of the Americas. <laughs> now, let's start hearing a bit about the vehicle itself. As you said, there's no regulations in place to stop you from doing whatever the hell you want. What vehicle are you going to go with? This might be a bit vanilla. I'm going with a Formula One car, but we're just copying Red Bull. We're just going to make an exact copy of the Red Bull car. Part for part, 3D scanned it, you know... Th- We've got state-of-the-art technology here at Subscribe to Work the Space, so we, we, we can do that. I mean, I noticed that you've said the vehicle. As far as I'm concerned, if the regulations don't apply to me, I could have multiple vehicles. So I have got a couple of other li- little plans for the weekend. Yes, so exactly. So first question I have to ask is, are you going to be of this year's Red Bull car? It's next year's. We've we've broken into their factory ahead of time, stolen their future design that you'd think would be quicker. Christian Horner's yeah. livid, but you know I don't care about him. That's all right. I'm I'm sure the modern day version of David Brent will you know find some clippable thing to say on Netflix eventually. So it'll be worth <laughs> his while. That's true. Yeah. So you are basically allowed to do that. We've had people with one driver, people with like up to seven drivers. So like technically, I guess you can have multiple vehicles of different types as well. So my plan is we have the F1 car, then we have a safety car. Now it's, it looks like the real safety car and everything about it is like the safety car. And in fact, we have numerous of these that we will be deploying throughout the race oh. onto the track. Just <laughs> di- all disguised. No one will know which the real safety car is. So they're all going to be breaking the rules. The other cars, have- that's my plan. You have numerous, a specific number or... Um, I'm thinking that the number of laps there are at Cota. We'll send one out. Every time, you know, the leader goes by, we'll send another out and they'll just be, by the end of it, it'll be like 50 plus safety cars going around. But I know what you're thinking. If like, if I want to get a real safety car out as well, like, how am I going to guarantee that? Well, that's where the next vehicle comes in, which is the danger car. It's there to cause chaos. It's going to go out the pit exit and drive the wrong way around the track. And I'm thinking in kind of a Mario Kart style thing, 
we're going to have like items we're throwing out. I'm thinking turtles, like actual live turtles, but they're painted green to look like the Mario one. So it's fine. Um, hopefully Peter are okay with that. Dropping oil on the track is another idea. But basically, yeah, I just need to make sure there's as much chaos as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the Danger Car, okay, you've uh, gotten into like what its role will be. Is it also going to look like a safety car? Or it's like a safety car, but red. We're already pushing the boat out here at Subscribe to work the space. Yeah. And is it actually going to be driving the wrong way around or reversing? You know what? I didn't even consider that. Uh, it'll be driving the wrong way around at full speed, right. I think, you know, and weaving as well. Just right, right. Add, added chaos. Warm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't have them going cool. Is it just the one danger car or multiple? I, I think we only need one danger car, but it will have a radio jammer on it so that none of the teams can radio their drivers on track. I just want chaos. I feel like this is the best chance of stopping Red Bull winning. And obviously, my, my drivers will be on a completely separate form of communication, so they won't be impacted. So they'll know which the real safety car is not to go past it. Virgin Carrier? I was thinking cup and string, but your idea might be more practical on an F1 circuit, actually. We'll, we'll go with both, just in case. I mean, you, you know, know what? Yeah, redundancies. It's like, it's like space travel. You know, you need to have the backup plans and the backups to the black backups in case of any situation happening. The the aim of achieving chaos certainly already ticked. Yeah, yeah. Well, with the other two objectives, I've got more plans for. Yes. Um. I mean, the promotion, getting there, the stopping Red Bull. You, you never know of like. Max they'll still probably actually... win anyway to be honest like yeah, they're that yeah. good it's gonna be annoying yeah the only thing is max might just miss Giampiero's banter for a bit it's true far. it's quite fun the the tiffs they have i'm hoping one day it goes a bit further than just a tiff at the moment it's kind of like lovers arguing after 10 years of marriage i want it to get to the the bitter resentful stage but i think they need a few more losses for that yeah there's hints of honeymoon period as well though in them like uh, in the singapore race it's the whole thing about Godzilla having a baby. Max was enjoying that. He was. Although I did feel sad when they then cut to the track later. For people who didn't see it, there was a monitor lizard on the track. They yeah. cut back to it later and it was just dead on the track. Yeah. Very Andy quickly Andy cut Fernando. away from that. Good job by the TV directors. Yeah. Peter would have definitely been mad about that one. That That's true. Sure. I mean, yeah, exactly. It'd be hypocritical. They didn't say anything about the monitor lizard, so they can't complain about the turtles. What are you doing, Peter? Just preferential treatment on specific animals. Exactly. Wait until they see the turtle shell that has a pigeon in it to act as a blue shell. It's painted blue, a lob in that with explosives in it. That's when they'll be really happy. In hindsight, is a blind spot from my end. I did not think when I started this podcast that the blue shell would come up so often. But yeah, of course, this is basically like Mario. Get out the bingo Mario card, regular listeners. Tick, tick that one off. We've had it again. I won't mention Penelope Pit Stop, though. I've, I've done it now, haven't I? Tick that one off yeah. as well if you're at home. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you're doing the drinking game, um, well done. I'm sorry. So machinery-wise, I guess we're kind of covered because it's a Red Bull car, Red Bull powertrain. Uh, for the safety cars, are you going to like amp them up in some way or are you going well, to use the standard safety Well, I'm thinking that we make them just a little bit faster than a real safety car just in case. But the fuel that I'm using in my vehicles is unique. Pioneering technology... You know, F1 is known for pioneering the tech before it reaches world, world machinery. And I've come up with a grand plan that is going to, well, it's going to be very powerful in F1, how we fuel our cars. Is this going to be like kept a secret from the other teams or are we going to reveal? uh, uh, I think we can reveal it now because I feel like with the shenanigans I'm pulling, it's going to be good. Basically, 
It's going to solve world hunger and all the problems in the globe when we do it. We're turning Love hateful this. comments on social media into fuel that makes us drive faster. So as people tweet during the race, complaining, our car just tops up, it downloads the fuel. Don't ask me the practicalities of this. I'm not a scientist, but I think one day it will be possible. That's right. I trust with your infinite resources, you have hired engineers who can take this and essentially like generate the energy needed to actually fuel the car. Exactly. I love this. People are going to be fuming during the race, complaining about my team going, he's called the team, subscribe to work the space. How dare he? Just making us go faster. You've got to be positive about us. And even then, that's just a slightly lesser good fuel for us as well. Yeah. And I mean, the side effect of this is, of course, it might encourage environmentalists to get angry about things. So we are kind of spreading hate. Yeah, well, you know what? That, I feel like if they get angry and start talking about F1, they're making us go faster. I guess it's a green fuel, really, as far as they're concerned. You know, if F1 goes, wants to go carbon neutral, just you know, harvest the vitriol of the F1 fan base online, which, as you mentioned, you say anything bad about their favourite driver, Lewis Hamilton, Max, anyone? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I'm trying to think of who the least like enjoyed driver is on the grid. Who is the most bland driver? Who no one's going to be a fan of. I would have said Hulk, but. People still want him to get a podium. Maybe. I'm one of those people. Let's not do Hulk like that. I'm, I'm holding out for it. Still bitter about Germany where he went off in the rain. Okay. I feel emotionally rocked now. Sorry, I've, my, men, my mental's gone just thinking about poor Hulkenberg. Oh, um, virtual pat of the head. For the listeners at home, I am being patted through the power of the internet. It's a truly wonderful thing. Yeah, um, that, it's not being used to fuel cars as far as I know, but it is powerful. Yet. 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 I'm feeling like, like on the danger car, maybe attach like megaphone to it and just, you know, do it like a dubbing of the American national anthem that's slightly offensive or something. Just to really rile up the fans well to fuel the rest of the cars to go faster. Uh, the, the use of the American national anthem makes me wonder if yeah, it spurred Logan Sargent onto a victory. I mean, that is true. But then again, I wouldn't mind if he wins because that would still be stopping Red Bull win. Yes, that's so a good point. Maybe swings around bounce. Although if Miami's anything to go by in real life, I don't, I don't, don't think it's going to help him that much. Let's move on to design aspects. We can start with delivery. Um, of course, you've got a lovely livery on stream for the have. Space Williams livery. I assume you might not be going for that based on the fact you're saying an exact copy of the Red Bull car, but it's like also going to be copy delivery. We're going to copy the livery, but on the inside of the halo and on this, yeah, only have to be, I don't want the other Red Bull cars. No, which is the real Red Bull cars and not the Red Bull cars, you see. So I'm thinking okay. on the inside of the halo, we'll have my URL. And if anyone wants to pay me a load of money to have their social media promoted as well, I know with uh, Alfa Romeo, they have different streamers apps, like because they're sponsored by Kick TV on the inside. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that. You know, I, I, my car can be pimped out to the highest bidder as far as I'm concerned, you know, I, it's not beyond me. You know, I want to make some monetary gains after this weekend of driving. You know, the infinite budgets don't go on forever. Exactly, yeah. It's, I mean, it's all about capitalism, baby. So Exactly. We're in America. It's the home of capitalism. So that, if anything, I'm just playing to my audience. Yeah, it, that, that's good cultural integration as well. Exactly. Being, I'm being tolerant of their values or something. That's like buzzwords that companies use these days, isn't it, when they go to countries. Maybe not use quite as much of America, but uh, certain places out there. It sounds very LinkedIn, what you just it, said. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> now, the safety car you already mentioned. Uh, it looks like the safety car. It's just a green Aston Martin. You know, we're not doing anything flashy. 
no, nothing. I, I, maybe we'll have different coloured lights on it. So instead of having orange lights, we'll have a few that are different. Obviously, there's going to be 50 of them, so we can have a bit of variety. Mm-hmm. But Oh, different lights on each one. Maybe. I think they could strobe as well, just you know, to put off the drivers as much as possible. We'll let our drivers know in advance they need to wear sunglasses or something. And the danger car, same applies, or is it going to be? Uh, I feel like it needs to look dangerous, and so maybe it'll have some spikes on it, and you know, some other bits like that. I, I mean, what screams danger to you? I was going to say uh, guns, but that is low hanging fruit, isn't it? When you go to America, just to say put yeah. guns on it, so don't, I don't want to go there. Well, I mean, we we can go there. We get a double barrel shotgun on the front. I think you know the kind that an old man in the mid south would be using to, I don't know, scare kids off his lawn. As he sits there in a rocking chair, that's what I'm imagining. In terms of the logo, what's we gonna go for there? It's a QR code that just takes you to my YouTube channel. I hope that's acceptable. You know, people go, "What does that do?" Everyone clicks on QR codes. I'm watching adverts like insurance policies for over fifties, and it has a QR code pop up. I'm scanning that. I'm curious, so I feel like why why not? You know, QR. Everyone loves a QR code. It's wonderful, honestly. What great. Great planning to achieve one of your other three aims. Self-promoting clout. That's all I want to do this week. The clout, I feel like that's up in the clout a little bit. It'll get me some hits. You know, the autoplay when they go on the YouTube channel for half a second before people realize they've been bamboozled. Like, it's genius. Yeah. And, and like, how many people actually can fit, like, in the stands at Kota? Like, when you think of that, Uh, there's a subscriber count. Yeah. Especially if you hit the podium. Are stationary for a while. When we hit the podium, I'm not having any of this. If we are, we are fully believing in the plan that we're here to execute. Can I? Can I? I feel like in the safety car, the danger car also have the QR code on as well. I'm just thinking with. I'm just thinking with 50 cars going around, it'd be a wasted opportunity not to slap it on those as well. Well, we'll graffiti the real safety car with the QR code as well, pre-race as well. So there's no, no differences whatsoever. That's a good idea as well because it slows everyone down, easier to scan. The drivers, they're going to be wondering what it is. Every, you see a QR code and your phone's not on you. You do wonder. You know, drivers going to be going by going, I wonder what that QR code means. It's going, to, it's going to sit with them all day. It's how advertising works. Yeah, I think that's what they'll be doing during free practice. True. Yeah, well, we'll change the QR code depending on the session. You know, we'll just change one of the oh. blocks. I have to be careful what we redirect to just in case. You know, you don't want to go to anything too inappropriate, but it's all part of the mystery. So what's the plan there? The different sessions, different QR codes, which you'll be linking to your YouTube channel, I assume. Yeah. Which? Uh, I'm thinking some website that's on the dark web and illegal, so the drivers have a chance of being arrested for opening it on their phones. Twitch will be another one, obviously, but I, I think practice, no one watches practice too. So practice yeah. too, that could be the dark web one where we you know, try and get everyone arrested. America loves arresting people anyway, don't they? So that, that'll, be, that'll be a thing. And then... For the final set, probably my Twitter. Uh, is it? Are we allowed to call it Twitter or is it X now? Uh, this might sound controversial. I'll probably cut this bit out. While Elon still dead names his child, I'm dead naming his app. That's true. Don't don't you worry. Elon is going to come up shortly. But he's not on my team. He's not on my team. Oops. You can't see me then. In terms of driver uniforms and helmets, what do you have planned? Uh, well, the helmets need to match Max Verstappen's. So I'm thinking both our drivers have Max Verstappen helmets. Then no one knows who the real Max is. We don't need to worry about Checo Perez. He'll be in 10th anyway or something. So that's not a concern. Yeah. And then, then for the outfit, I'm thinking Red Bull outfit, but 
QR codes on it as well. Yeah, it's a common theme here. Yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly efficient. It's can you call it guerrilla marketing? Yeah, uh, people attach that to everything these days. I think I think it passes the the check. Passes the checker. No, oh, I've missed out on a pun there, haven't I? I mean, in many ways, he is going to be an extra driver for my team. I feel like this weekend, like he's he could be benefiting the subscribe to work the space team. Yeah, sab sabotage. I mean, yeah, he's close to home as well, so maybe the environment will feel a bit better for him, and enough money going his way. Exactly. Not saying Sounds anything good. there. I am. <laughs> No insinuations have come out of the mouth of Tim Borge. Let that go on the record. <laughs> Any sponsors you would like? Like, obviously, I know where you're going with the Red Bull livery, but you can also add sponsors. Of course, you've oh. got infinite money, so this can just be anyone you want to shout out. Anyone really. I want to shout out? Well, who do I want to shout out? Whoever pays me the most. No, I should have, my PC broke recently, so shout out to Cyberpower PC UK because they actually sent me a working PC. My PC went bang. And I don't know if you ever had that situation, but when you work on the internet doing videos and your computer blows up, uh, suboptimal. Yeah, that does not sound like the ideal situation. And they even it's even got my logo engraved into it. Maybe that was the inspiration for this whole weekend of self-promotion, really. The vanity's gone to my head. So, uh, Jack, we've gotten quite a bit of information about the vehicle and... To some extent, the strategy already, but we'll deal with that later on. We'll have a bit of a break, then I'll ask you a bit more about the staff in your team. But for a Formula One manager streamer, Jack is really trying to break the sport, and I, I'm I'm here for it. You know, I'm absolutely here for it. It's been a lovely conversation so far with Jack, um, a YouTuber and streamer who have generally followed for the best part of a decade. So it's um, lovely to actually be able to chat to him and of course you can follow him on YouTube and on Twitch if you just search for work the space you'll be able to find him pretty easily also follow him on Twitter he's very active there at work the space uh, tweets quite a lot um, in particular if you want to catch up with any of his live Twitch streams you'll be able to see when he's live through there um, if you're into football manager content as well does he does that by the bucket loads that's actually how i found out about him back in about 2013 or 14. anyway i'm sure jack has more ideas in store he's kind of hinted at some already let's find out what they are by going back to the episode welcome back to the valtry podcast we're joined here by jack work the space peachman good to see you here jack i was quite surprised quite surprised i was hoping that during the break you wouldn't end up resigning by accident. So, oh, that's too sick. It was once. It was once. Context here. I accidentally clicked a wrong button whilst playing football manager and resigned as a manager, which is it's kind of the equivalent of quitting your game and deleting your save game in any other video yeah. game for people who want to make content. Not ideal, especially when it was a multiplayer game with my friends who were very, very sympathetic. That was genuinely, along with your Julian Brandt moment, Two of the highlights of 2022 for me. <laughs> it, I rewatched. I went so, so red. Times. Someone was recently like, oh, "I think you're faked." I was like, "Mate, if I could turn red like a tomato, I'd, be, I'd have a career as an actor. If I could do that on command, that'd True. be great." But no, sadly. True. But lucky um, for you, given the context of what led to the said resignation, you've got an infinite amount of money here, so you wouldn't need to ask the board 
you know, for Julian Mbappe or whatever in this case. They just say, yeah, sure, have him. It's true, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that the budget isn't a problem because my team is going to cost me quite a lot, I fear. Sounds ominous, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm guessing partially going to be like elements of carbon footprint costing a lot, but maybe that's just on my mind because I've just been on the plane. I don't know. (laughs) Recency bias for me. Jack, let's start hearing about the staff. We'll start off, if that's all right, with a team principal or principals, whatever you wish. So my plan when it came to my staff, I've developed my own system called the Clout Index. I've collected all the celebrities around the world, put them through my machine, and it's basically spat out the recommended people based on their social media following for maximum clout. I have to say, when you just said this, you put them through the machine. I'm just picturing you picking up someone like Taylor Swift and just literally lobbing her into some machine like physics. No, no one's realized she's missing yet. We don't have to men- do the- we don't have to mention it. Yeah. So so that. my thinking here was basically we need clout. And some people probably come on this or if, if they know who I am, probably think I'm gonna go, yeah, I want you know, X retire. I want Barry Kello in my team, or I want to bring back Senna. But the reality is Senna doesn't have any Twitter followers. So he's worthless to me. So for my team principal, I was going to go with the most followed person on Twitter, but then I found out it was Elon Musk, and that's too much even for me. But I can't deal with that. Like, that man, no, not, not, not dealing with Elon. So second most followed person on Twitter is Barack Obama. And we're in America, so he won't have far to go, and I'm sure he's not going to be busy with us. It was probably going to be there anyway. He scores very highly on the clout index. He's out of 100. He's like a 99.8. Okay, okay. What are the factors behind the cloud index? I mean, Can't reveal them. It, it is, is protect trade secrets. Intellectual property, gotcha. E- exactly, yeah. You'd have to kill me for them. I'll, I'll keep that in mind on the off chance I'm ever back in your country. If, if I ever go missing, folks, you know what happened. Yeah. Watch out for a cloud index appearing in other places in your everyday life. I, I should say, um, I may have already started planting the seeds for the assassination of War of the Space. You can't see this, listeners. Behind him, there is a black bag, almost like a bin bag. Or like a bean bag, I believe. <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely a bean bag. I don't just leave my trash behind me. Although that has been asked before if it's a bit bin bag. That is a, a, I don't know if you're doing a reference there, but it is known as a bin bag that sometimes sits behind me. It's definitely a bean bag. I would, if this was a video podcast, I'd now go jump in it. But I feel like, Tim, I'll leave that to your imagination and the listeners at home. Yeah. I noticed only like halfway through where I was saying that, oh, I, I do feel like this has been referenced before, but I just saw it and thought, yes, where would I dump a body? <laughs> so what I'm saying is if, if my beanbag is not as soft as usual and I've gone missing, I might be in the beanbag. What a way Thank to you. go. Yeah. I mean, in a beanbag. I can think of worse ways to die, like old age. That's a bit boring by comparison to suffocation in bin bag. That's a bean bag. Oh, I, I hadn't thought of the suffocation. I just thought, you know. Oh, you're going to kill me and then put so me low. in there. No, I just think you get in the bean bag, heart rate drops so low because you're so relaxed. And uh, yeah. That sounds far too peaceful for the way I want to go. I want to go out in a blaze of glory. I didn't think we'd be discussing my own death on this podcast, but here we are. Neither, neither did I. And to be honest, <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. So that's your team principal, Barack Obama. Who else is like ranking quite high on the cloud index system and what roles will they have in your team? Twitter, it's for the intellectual. So a team principal should come from Twitter. So we put the cloud index numbers for the driver through Instagram. Now, the most followed account on Instagram is the Instagram account, which I didn't think would really work that well as a driver, as a hive mind. So I went with the next two highest, 
who have over 1 billion followers, followers between them, and it's Messi and Ronaldo. It'll be the true test of who the GOAT is. They've talked about the fact they're going in separate directions in their careers. We're bringing them back. But I, you know, I feel like Barack Obama, Messi and Ronaldo, Deef, that's a lot of clout. People are going to be tuning in. The QR code is getting scanned. This is wonderful because there was a previous episode in the Silverstone race where we attempted to settle the GOAT debate between LeBron and Michael Jordan. So finally, we're settling another GOAT debate or attempting to settle another GOAT debate. No, it will sport. be settled. Whoever does better is the GOAT in my eyes and my, my say goes because I'll have infinite clout. My opinion will be held above everyone else's exactly. after this and weekend. This is, also, this is also quite clever, I feel, with your strategy attempting to fuel your vehicles with hateful comments exactly because the two drivers their fans are going to be slamming vitriol at each other's fans you know it's going to add to the toxic cesspool that is the f1 fan base you know they're really going to feel at home all those followers and and they're also fueling the car if i feel like this is a foolproof strike the more i think about it, the more i realize how genius it is for any f1 fans who might have wanted to like start listening to this and hear that uh, I disagree with what Jack said about. I'm sure you've been listening to this. You're Jack's a lovely person. We know the we know the bad eggs we're talking about. We we know who they are. So Messi and Ronaldo, just them two as drivers, or are you going to have? Well, more? I have got the danger car driver and the safety car driver sorted as okay. well. So for danger car, need clout, but I had to add an extra factor to the driver index, which is danger when driving. Okay. So I went out and I put all the numbers into the system and there were some there were some high performing people in this index. A few of them were dead, like DMX, who had 25 driving offences to their name before they okay. passed away. So not really going to work. But Justin Bieber. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's just clout. That's only no. He's got four driving offences for speeding, driving under the influence and racing. And he's got the fourth biggest following on Twitter. It's, it's the perfect match for the team. Racing, uh, apparently, according to the internet, just for legal reasons, Justin Bieber, according to an article I read, has been warned, cautioned for racing. So I don't know where he was racing. I guess it was a street race, Canada. I don't know if they have different rules there. He's not going as far to fly, but I just think he, we'll give him a few vodkas and he'll be dangerous driving, won't he? And like in the danger car, that's all we need. Any specific kind of vodka we're going? No, I, the most cheap one, really. And I'm also thinking, I'll be on the megaphone singing his like, parody of the American National Anthem out of the danger car, won't he? So it's going to be quite harmonious, the singing as well. And I feel like he's quite divisive as well on the internet. So the hate's coming in. It makes sense. Yeah, that does fit in with your strategy. And yeah, it will be harmonious on what I presume will be little vodka then. Yeah, we'll go with that. Love little vodka. Love the bakery as well. If little want to sponsor the podcast, uh, that'd be great. I'd, I'd love yes. a cheese swirl. I would. I would love for little to sponsor a podcast. All food I buy these days is basically from little. I have a little down the road opened a few years ago. Dangerous. That that yeah. bakery like is it's my weakness. It's it's the bakery and their falafel wraps for me. Oh, they are good. My favourite thing in Little actually is to go in the middle. I don't know if this is a global thing, but the middle aisle they have just full of random crap they've brought in for like the month. The amount of spontaneous purchases. I bought a heated blanket the other week. It's the summer. We just had like one of the hottest days of the year here in England. I'm buying a heated blanket from Little. We know like how long that lasts in terms of like hottest days. It's just one or two days. That's and true. Tomorrow, I mean, tomorrow I need it. Exactly. And I, I don't know if it was like it was in Ireland, but like this morning it was nine degrees. 
Oh, I wish it was that cooler. You, off camera, there's a fan blowing air at me. It is 26.6 degrees in here. For the, Jeez. I am holding up to the. It gets quite hot under the lights. Jeez, here at well, the space. Yeah, we rapidly. can't afford. We can't afford air conditioning. You know, we don't have infinite money in this reality. Maybe this podcast will inspire the real life gods. To... That's true. I feel like I've really broken the third wall there. I realise by kind of revealing that we may indeed be in a simulation. I won't reveal which hypothetical reality is the simulation, the one where I'm roasting here or the one where Barack Obama is a team principal in Formula One. I'll leave that up to the imagination. The latter feels more realistic. So, I agree. Hard saying. agree. Anyone else who has passed through the Cloud Index system and has gotten a role in your team? Uh, so I decided to abandon Clout with the safety car driver because I feel like this is very critical to the plan. And I thought, who would be the dream person, like, ignoring Clout? And I thought, but if I get in the actual safety car driver and clone him loads of times, he'll know what he's doing and the drivers won't know who it is. So Bert Mylander, who's the F1 safety car driver and has been for decades, it feels like now, I'm cloning him and putting him in all the safety cars. Because I need the safety cars to look like real safety cars. And I feel like he'll know what he's doing with all his clones, you know? I assume when you clone a human being, they retain all the memories and knowledge rather than just the, in this know, reality, the physical being. Again, I assume your scientists and your engineers... They're very good. Perfect cloning, yeah. The cloning is powered by hate on the internet as well. You know, we're really... So, yeah, lots of uh, Mylanders. This is, this is very green. It's powered by hate. <laughs> To, to hell with the message sent by, who was it, Black Eyed Peas? Where, where is the love? Yeah, no, no. Keep hate going. Exactly. That's the world that we live in. That's the world I'll embrace. There's pointless trying to change it. We live in the age of the internet. Exactly. How else are we going to stop Max? That's, that's... Exactly. And for my pit crew and engineers, I've decided, and I hope you don't mind me swearing, all the know-it-all bastards who are on social media after every race, they are now they're going to be part of my team doing the strategy. Decided to give them a role in society that might help them function in later life. This is interesting because it's almost like the know-it-all bastards are what some of the most likely to be sending the hateful comments, like keeping your enemies closer, kind of situation. Exactly. I mean, if anything, they're going to be they're going to be thinking about it more. It's not like they can go to the kitchen after the race and clear their mind, or you know, between sessions. No, they're living it for the weekend. They're going to be like the the employee who's on their phone tweeting about their boss on Twitter. That's my that's my thinking. That, you know, they're going to be so annoyed by what we're doing when I'm doing the wrong strategies and the injustice that is 50 safety cars being out on track. But there's a real life limit on that. I mean, I know obviously like a safety car has to last more than one lap. Is there a real life limit? I guess they I guess they would just red flag it if it was too long. There's probably a point where you go, maybe we should stop it. Yeah. This doesn't feel worth it anymore. Although I was watching IndyCar the other week and the safety car ran out of fuel in the race I was watching. So that was, obviously they have refueling in IndyCar, but there were so many incidents that the safety car had to be refueled, which I've never seen before in any other motorsport, but it was very um, like amusing to me, like the fact that (laughs) they've done so many laps during the race. Like, yeah, we do need to put more fuel in it now, just in case. It's just one of those, it felt a bit cursed, you know, it felt like seeing your teacher outside of school. Like if you ever saw a teacher growing up at a supermarket, it was like that, seeing the safety car being like refueled. It's like, it's not really meant to, don't feel like I'm meant to see this. This doesn't feel natural. So I'm hoping that the safety car, the safety cars, as we send them out, will be fueled enough. Otherwise they're all going to be randomly stopping on the track, I realize, you know, within like 20 to 30 laps. Yeah. But as long as we've got more going out, I guess it's fine. And without fuel, they're not going to run out of fuel anyway, are they? You know, we don't need that petroleum stuff. 
That's very 2022. That's true. It's it's constant fuel as well. Like you know, the hate won't stop. Let's be. It's more renewable than solar. Yeah, everyone's been focusing on wave technology, and it's effort in the wrong place. Invest more in social media remaining free, so that this can continue. Exactly. Don't stop the hate on social media. That's the message that I'm sending. From this podcast, saying this is why I may get cancelled and end up in my beanbag. Uh, people have said worse things than you. <laughs> Anyone else in your staff? I mean, I'll be there as well. I, I'll be doing the strategy. I, I might stream the whole thing, you know, a bit like how I'd stream my F1 manager. I'll be doing that bit in real life. Quite what okay. strategy there is to do, with, as I'm sure we'll come to do in a moment. I'm, I'm not really sure with all the safety cars out, like, because you're not going to want to pass the real safety car. Because presumably the real yeah. safety car will be sent out amongst all the decoy safety cars. So we just need to make, we'll send one of our drivers following the right safety car and the other one can do their own thing. So are there going to be occasions where there's multiple safety cars on the track? Yeah, we're sending a new one out every lap. It's like in England, there's the, there's the nursery rhyme in English about the woman who swallowed a fly. So she swallowed a cat to swallow the fly, then a dog to swallow the... Is this, this might not be oh. ringing any bells. It's like that, but with safety cars. We send out a, a decoy safety car to sort out the previous decoy safety car, and then the danger car's out. So my plan is a never-ending stream of safety cars till the end. Because, you know, F1 yeah. fans love it when races end under safety car. That's a really popular part of the sport. We, we are lucky, I guess, that the two-hour limit isn't in place here. <laughs> it's true. That would certainly be under threat. I should also say, because you said you'd be streaming it, I assume the idea would be, like, have it shown, and you're just holding the controller just to full twitch into not thinking. It's the real race. Exactly. Flawless, as far as I'm concerned. Like, there is no strategy to this plan, really. It's all done before, and it's not like chess, where, you know, you're doing turn after turn and thinking ahead. It's all pre-planned. There's basically a script that I'm handing. The whole thing is rigged. Speaking of strategies as well, is there a plan to like send the safety car out like at a specific lap, or are you gonna just do that immediately? I, I think immediately. I think actually the safety car on during the formation lap will send out the danger car going the other way. So at that point, the safety car will immediately be deployed, and they'll have to roll and start the race because you know we won't be able to delay the start. That would be unacceptable. You know, we're in America, everything runs on time. It's going to ruin the clout of the race if they delay it. Now, as much as Americans love adverts every five minutes during their sports, not even they're going to want a delayed start like we had at Monza in real life. This is a good point, uh, actually, now you mention it, because it might ruin the clout of the race, but with your logo and your QR code everywhere, could it interfere with your plan? Get more clout? Might people just be turning off? Well, I think that people will just be clicking on, you know, they'll be bored. They'll be like, I wonder what that URL does mean. Or what, what that QR... People will be so bored by the race and they're going to be on social media discussing me, hating on me, hopefully subscribing to me, although I might lose subscribers with this grand plan. But as long as the ad revenue is good, like, you know, oh, yeah. people watching half a second of a video, we're fine. It's, it's very much a case of all publicity is good publicity, I think. That, that is very much the mantra I'm going with. And obviously, with our drivers in Messi and Ronaldo, like people are going to just tune in for them. It's the novelty. It's yeah. like uh, in certain sports, you have weird things that happen. You know, a goalkeeper scores or a goalkeeper gets injured and an outfield player goes in goal and everyone watches. My favorite example of that actually is in ice hockey. So in ice hockey, you have two goalies on a team 
And then the home team every game has to provide the emergency goalie, which is like the third goalie, but for both teams. And it's usually someone who's played at a very amateur level. And if two goalies get injured in a game, the amateur goalie who is there to turn up to every single game, they'll have like five of them maybe that rotate around. If there's two injuries to goalies, this amateur goalie who's never played any senior hockey before will play in an NHL game in goal like having that played is... maybe at college level. And when that happens, it happens maybe once every five years, everyone tunes in for that game. Because you want to see the mm. underdog in goal who's never played a game of professional ice hockey in the professional league before. Like, it's like watching them go up against a firing squad, really. But it's very fun to watch. That's fascinating as well. The fact that you could end up for the team they're not like contracted to. It's a weird thing where they get all their expenses paid. They get a ticket at the game. They just have to turn up with a bag of their stuff just in case. Wonderful. And the t- chances you need them are so astronomically small that most of the time you're a free ride. But obviously you don't yeah. want to be sat there getting drunk or eating too much because there could be that one day where you're needed and you're plastered on international TV in goal. I thought Scott Carson had the dream job, but this sounds not good. Uh, I mean, I don't know how well it's paid. I guess you just get a free oh, okay. ticket and stuff. But if you're a fan of the team, I mean, that's, you know, free ticket. Just have to, you know, dress up with like, half in goalie gear just in case you need to get changed. Exactly. It's, always, it's always quite amusing when all the professional players realise what's happening and they've got like this random guy just in their team's uniform going onto the ice. And this weird camaraderie. It's like Make-A-Wish Foundation, but for grown adults who aren't going to make it in professional sport. It, it's quite wholesome. I want to make it a spectacle like that where people are going to tune in for the novelty. I feel like, you know, the Justin Bieber fans will be in, the Barack Obama fans will be in. All his followers. Exactly. I mean, they statistically, all of them are real. There are no bot followers on the internet as well. So all 100 million of them are real people, definitely. They've so all everyone been... should really be behind this plan as well. You know, as much as they might be annoyed with me, the powers that be, they could have given me rules if they wanted me to, but I am getting them more viewers than ever before. And OP. Uh, 100%, you are definitely getting more viewers. And in America, of all places? Exactly. So, created chaos, got clout. I'm hoping it's enough to stop Red Bull winning, but Max Verstappen is quite good. Yeah, he's a bit inevitable. Now, speaking of like great drivers, are you going to assign the role of number one driver to either Messi or Ronaldo? Or are you going to let them fight um, it out? I'm going to tell them both their number one driver, but neither of them are, and I won't be on the radio to either of them, and they can settle their differences on the track. I feel like if this is going to be the true debate side, the decider of who is the GOAT, I, minimum interference. It's like when you go into the woods as like a Cub Scout or whatever as a kid, and you're told like not to interfere with nature. I'm going to let them fight out amongst themselves on track. That does sound entertaining as well. The bit of a danger of like the whole 2016 Hamilton-Rosberg thing end up happening. It's true, but the, technically the safety cars I'm sending out are also my cars. Yeah. So because there's 50 of them out on track, I'm guaranteed to finish in the top, like, well, top 21, aren't I? Because there's only 20 cars from the other teams. Exactly, yeah. And I, mean, I don't know how they're going to do it. They might have to change the sport, you know, the point scoring. I don't know. I might need a few more. Let's not go all the way down to 50th place with points. But, you know, if you want to just guarantee... I mean, actually, maybe you do change the point scoring because then I might win just by virtue of having the cars in 20th to 50th. Oh, so you reward the cars at the back more than the ones at the front, for example, and just specific it and finish in the specific position. Well, if we have just enough cars on track, the total number of points I get is going to be more than all the other teams, isn't it? Like if you finish first and second, you're going to get 43 points. So if I've got 50 safety cars out on track and they, like they can all score at least one point, I'm going to win. That's a good, that's a good shout. 
I've never had the point system revolutionized, but I'm here. Am I allowed to do that? I mean, we have the money, so I feel like we can bribe. It's like FIFA, we can just bribe them. Give them enough money, they'll change the rules for us. But one of the people who came on here got the race moved to the moon, so I don't feel like stretching the points boundaries is that much of a stretch, really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Dan thought he was being revolutionary with that when he did it, but this is a whole different ball game or race. Wheel game. Wheel, game, wheel, yes. wheel, it doesn't doesn't work, does it? That, but tried. I think I think I'll allow it because uh, you know <laughs> you've seen what I call this podcast. That's um, true. Let's get on to your predictions. Normally, I'd say it'd be starting from the back of the grid. Um, of course, you have multiple safety cars starting from the pit lane. In yeah. your case as well, all of which are competing. What do you think will be the positions? Let's say that Messi and Ronaldo finish in. If they finish the race, I'd consider that a success, really. I, I like a solid point. If, uh, no, I don't care where my drives finish as long as Red Bull don't win. That is, that is the main aim. So if Messi or Ronaldo, you know, they end up in a smoldering inferno and can't ever play professional football again, it's a small price to pay to stop Red Bull's dominance, I feel like. Now, when we say they don't win, are we just saying, like, they don't get the most constructors points, or they don't I, I don't want any of them on the. I don't want Max on the podium. Like Checo, I'm kind of indifferent. If we could stop Checo doing well, that would be grand. And I don't even really hate Max Verstappen. I just feel like we need to spice things up a little bit, you know. Yeah, I'm starting to fall in love with him. Every time I go onto Instagram, uh, I have to I admit get... it, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Every time I go onto Instagram, it's just another reel of him and his dry humor. Yes. I, I don't know if you've seen the Beautiful. pictures today that came out. I don't want to date the podcast too much, but there's pictures of the Red Bull dri- like drivers like doing sumo wrestling with a real sumo wrestler. Max Verstappen looked like he's had the best time of his life. Like It was beautiful. I haven't seen those yet, but what I have been seeing is like the regular pictures of him, like Lando, Alex, and whoever else just playing paddle. And I love that he's basically just getting his hyperfixation and spreading it to everyone else just the way I was. Yeah, <laughs> it's so relatable. You're predicting basically, or you're hoping Red Bull don't win. As a prediction, I'm guessing you're saying Messi and Ronaldo might not finish. But if they do, it'll probably be just just inside the points. Yeah, I think Messi, Messi will finish ahead of Ronaldo because he is the goat. So, in my in my opinion, but, uh, you know, well, if if Ronaldo finishes, I maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe that's how it'll work for me. Yeah, we can bandwagon this stuff. Um. Now, having said that, of course, you have revolutionized the point system, so them getting a point feels inevitable. Is it what's going to be the threshold for like people getting points, or is it just everyone? Everyone. If you finish last, you get one point, and if you finish first, you get the number of cars that are in. So if 50 safety cars, one danger cut, so there's 71 points on offer. Yeah, 71 points. You get one point for last, two points a second to last. If you win the race, you get 71 points. Like I, feel so, I feel sorry for the viewers who are watching this F1 race. I'm trying to work out what's happening when it comes to the point standings. But Point for fastest lap available still? Uh, I think for most dangerous lap. Most dangerous so the, lap. Oh. So the danger guy will probably get that, I imagine. Unless one of the real F1 drivers decides to go rogue. I don't know yeah. which driver that would be. I can imagine Hulkenberg doing that, actually. Like, just decided, actually, I'm going to go the wrong way, too. It's like the rage drivers you'd get when you, if you ever had a sibling or a friend, you're playing a racing game against them at home on split screen years ago. And that, you know, you'd be beating them. So they decide they're just going to ruin your race instead bitterly. Yeah. I feel like Hulkenberg has that in him. It, it, it feels like something that uh, Mazepin would have done. Exactly. 100%. I mean, I did consider having him on my team, but then I decided that he didn't have enough clout. Jack, you said already that you're going to be 
there uh, to stream it. What else are you going to be getting up to during that weekend? Are you actually going to be in Texas or are you just going to fly out for that day? Oh, you know what? I'll I'll do the whole hog while I'm there. I've only been to Florida and America before, so I feel like I need to sample the culture. Not sure what that really entails in Texas of all places. Bull, bull riding or something, being a cowboy. Whenever they go to Dakota, they all wear cowboy hats, don't they? So I feel like I'll get the full cowboy attire while I'm there. Uh, and besides that, obviously, I, I will be there just putting out marginally kind of offensive baity tweets so people reply to me angrily that will hopefully get more clout and also i will be sneaking around the paddock stealing other teams like social media managers phones and doing tweets off the actual team's accounts to really rile up the audience ahead of the race this feels like what nico rosberg should be doing I feel, I feel like he has this in him. I feel like, you know, if, if one day Sky were like, yeah, you're unemployed now, mate. This is like what he would do. He wouldn't tell anyone he's been let out of the job. He'd just sneak around. Probably taking selfies in front of all the different teams, putting the curse on them all. Yeah, this is very much an evolution of the curse if he just started doing this. <laughs> it's the natural yeah. progression, really. Yes, exactly, exactly. I rate it. Um, so, Jack, that's very much all the information we have. I'm just going to summarize everything that you've told me uh, over the next uh, minute or two. Your team is going to be called Subscribe to Work the Space. Uh, it's going to involve uh, 51 cars. Two of them are an exact copy of the 2024 Red Bull car. Uh, there's going to be one danger car, which will be driving the wrong way around the track, uh, throwing out turtles and dropping oil, and also having a radio jammer for the other teams. And the other, I guess, 48... Cars are safety cars, uh, decoy safety cars. So your actual drivers will be communicating either with a cup and string or with a pigeon carrier, depending on circumstances. All your vehicles will be fueled by hateful comments on social media and general vitriol. Uh, a megaphone at the track will come into play to help that out. So you'll be copying the Red Bull livery, but you also have your workspace URL um, on the Halo. The safety cars will emit strobe lighting um, and have different colored lights. And the danger car have spikes and a double barrel shotgun. Your logo is a QR code to your YouTube channel on all of the cars that we've mentioned. Um, plus the real safety car as well. Um, in P2, however, that QR code will actually change to an illegal site in the hope that we trip up one of the drivers and they can't actually compete because they get arrested. The Helmets are an exact replica of Max Verstappen's helmets. The outfits, exact replica of Red Bulls, but with your QR code. Sponsor, Cyberpower PC UK. As for your staff, this is decided by your cloud index system. So your team principals, Barack Obama. You also have Messi and Ronaldo driving your actual like Red Bull copy cars. Justin Bieber in the danger car. And for the safety car drivers, a clone of the actual safety car driver, Bert Mylander. All the, and I quote, know-it-all bastards on Twitter will be your pit crew and engineers. You will be there streaming. Um, and the danger car strategically will be sent out during the formation lap in the hope of knocking a few people out. Also, the point system has been revolutionized. So 71 point scores will be there. Uh, and you're predicting that... Um, Red Bull don't win, hopefully. Messi will finish ahead of Ronaldo. We don't know where exactly. And also, you'll probably get a point for the most dangerous lap through the danger car. 
Um, that sounds a lot more ridiculous, doesn't it, when you read it all out like that? I feel like over the course of an hour when it's spread out, it sounds almost not not too preposterous. Now, maybe I have taken it too far, but it's too yeah. late to go back now. This, this feels like if you get stoned and then the following morning someone shows you a video. Yeah, I, I, I'm sat there thinking, did I really say all that stuff? But I, yeah, yeah, I'm sat there thinking, that's all correct, Your Honor. That is what my plan. Uh, Jack, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, we'll catch up after the race is done. We'll, we'll essentially review the results and how they've gone. Once again, a chaotic weekend seems to be in store for us. Revolutionizing the point system. Didn't see that coming. Honestly, I did not see that coming. I also didn't see the use of about 50 safety cars coming admittedly, but we are where we are, and where we are is not the circuit of the Americas. That feels like it would be quite dangerous. Such a pleasure to record with Jack. As I said in the break, please do follow him on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, at work the space. It's exactly how you think it would be pronounced. There's no like sneaky fives going in to replace S's or something like that. And if you enjoyed the episode, follow uh, myself and the podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Tim Borge Comedian, and the podcast is at Valtteri Pod. You know how to spell it by now. V A L T T E R I P O D. That's the one. And of course, rate the podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen. Uh, we'll catch back up with Jack on Monday after the race, and then we'll head off. To Mexico City. Just a few races left. Just the four races left, I believe. Season's gone by so quickly. Bye-bye.